RDTDaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. Why? What's going on there? Hi. <laughs> Hi. Hi and why? why? Why was I born? Thank you very much for hanging out. My name is Tara Devlin. This is Unapologetic Liberal Talk on the Right Side of History, Decency, Dignity, Democracy, and Humanity. And already, thank you, Richard W., for your super chat right out of the gate. Um, very nice to see you, and thank you so much um, for your encouraging words. Another great show, Tara. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> well, let's get the show on the road so I can live up to that those expectations. So, And we're in this together. This is a community show. We build this community. I might be in the driver's seat, but we're basically building a community of like-minded um, normal people, of course, because it's the normal people versus the conservatives. That's really what we're up against. And uh, I'm really... Uh, uh, I, I can't express more or enough the the fact that um, really I don't know what I'd do without you guys as far as everything is concerned. Just getting out of bed in the morning, not just doing the show. The reason we do the show is because we're raging against the the dying of the light. I, we see the writing on the wall here. We're up against the end of the grand experiment in liberal democracy. I mean, we're living in those interesting times, unfortunately. <laughs> and that's just, hey, that is what it is. So, okay, so today, um, I'm really irritated <laughs> from the roller coaster ride. This morning when I turned on the television, turned on the corporate media, and they they expressed the um that the this notion that the build back better plan which we have been we've been dragged through the broken ass system and the whole process that went on and is going on concerning this bill that we desperately need is everything that's wrong with the country. I mean, it really is an emblematic of the problems that we're up against. But I, I'm almost, see, I, I've been watching other liberal talk shows, seeing how they are, you know, what are they saying about the Build Back Better? Of course, the progress, I'm a, you know, you know, I'm a flaming socialist, but most people are disappointed and I'm disappointed, too, that we're not getting what we absolutely need to have a functioning society. But what do we expect? This is a broken system. It's not fixed. And we don't have a majority worthy of uh, the, the country that, well, a majority not just worthy of us, but a majority that is willing to do whatever it takes to fix this broken system. We just don't have enough representatives, unfortunately, because of all the broken ass by hook or by crook dirty tricks that the Republicans have engaged in. I mean, everything is, is, uh, is broken. The fewer people who receive fewer votes are all uh, acting like they have a mandate 
for my entire goddamn life. I've had to endure these overgrown toddlers stomping around despite receiving fewer votes uh, and stomping around like they have a mandate. Just shaking the rafters like, bing, bing, pay attention to me. Boom. But they don't care. You understand? Conservatism is um, the, um, it is the enemy, really, of democracy. Conservatism is a fundamentally undemocratic system. Conservatism is this, is the hierarchy, it's the ideology of hierarchy. So this is, they like it like this. They like concentrated wealth and, um, as I was watching Nancy Pelosi earlier uh, give her press conference, and the thing that pisses me off is that this isn't over yet. The corporate media was all day. We've been saying they have. Do they have a deal? Don't they have a deal? Will those that basic bitch cinema? Will she support the deal? Will she not support? I mean, her of all human beings, her and Joe Manchin. Two incredibly underwhelming, greed-centered ghouls who are absolutely tedious. Kristen Cinema is she's she's so irritating. As if um, being nothing but a contrarian that is somehow that makes you a maverick, right? Blind contrarianism, just saying no. I swear to God. How do we get rid of her legally and peacefully? We gotta get. We have to. Uh, I, I know some people are gonna scream. We we need a majority, and when um uh, I mean a a majority that will get rid of well get rid of cinema and mansion legally and peacefully will nullify them, the king and queen of uh <laughs> of mediocrity. That's really what they are. And, but when I was watching Nancy Pelosi, she's part of the problem too, of course. And she is a creature of this broken ass system. She's in the system and she's done very well for herself. Clearly judging by the two $30,000 refrigerators stuffed with $15 a pint ice creams. That. Don't we all have uh, refrigerators like that? But but I was watching her, and you know she's pushing ninety now. These people are of the past, clearly, and I'm not. And not just doesn't mean just because you're older in w- days on the planet that doesn't necessarily mean you're out of touch. Look at Bernie Sanders. He's He's old, er, he's had a lot of days on the planet, and he's got the courage of his convictions because he's got convictions. What's right is what's right. And the other, who, who was I talking the other day? Oh, I, I was talking with Robin Kincaid, and we were discussing life in general. And we were discussing, uh, well, I was talking about Buddhism and what, what is it, because I was having an existential crisis, and what is it about Buddhism that I can reach and touch at this moment that will get me through. And it's pretty much um, the notion that um, 
we picked this these obstacles. Like, this is the way I look at it. I picked this lifetime, according to Buddhism, who the hell knows? You know what I'm saying. When I get really down, I'm like, all right, well, I picked it. This is the challenge I, I signed up for. And I know I talk about fleeing and sitting on a cliff and never looking back, sitting on a cliff in Ireland, never looking back to this um, effed up country, but I don't think I would be able to live with myself, frankly, because you guys would still be here. Many people would still be here, and we're in this together. So don't um, pay no attention to me saying I'm getting the hell out of here. We have work to do here. And if I was born in this goddamn shithole country uh, at this time, a lot is a lot of uh, more will be revealed, but more will be required. And right now, what we're doing on the show, getting the word out about the you know the what it means to truly be a patriot, what what it means to have a a government, what what kind of government is a democratic republic, what. What is, uh, how, how do you make a, demo, a democracy function? All, now, if you watch corporate media, what will you learn? You won't learn these things. You'll learn um, what's up in the polls and down in the polls. And I, I, honestly, I've, I want to scream up in the polls. How many polls? That's all they got, polls. Who likes the, well, they say they like the Build Back Better plan, but they don't like the Build Back Better plan. But 30% likes it, 30% don't, 20% are unsure, 1% are more on... I don't, I don't know. Well, it's more than 1%, but you know what I mean. It's all, it's all polls, but they never explain what is actually going on. In fact, when we're discussing the this Build Back Better bill, all they keep saying is they, they brand it as a spending bill. Uh, the Democrats' spending bill. What kind of shit is that? And half um, for the bulk of the blame rests on the Democrats' shoulders, of course, because the Democrats are really their shit at branding and marketing. The, de- the of course, the Republicans are good at it because that's all they have. They're not busy governing. When you're not governing, it frees you up to do all co- kinds of things. I mean, look at Matt Getz. You could uh, traffic underage girls and be a sitting representative in the House of uh, Representatives of the United States. It's it's beyond weird, considering because when I, I think about my own life, like I can barely put on a podcast. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, t- uh, how do you? represent your constituents and traffic and underage girls i don't know you got a lot of time on your hands there and also they're on a tour and now they all have all of the represented all of the politicians have podcasts now too it's like they do they they they, they're not doing their job they're doing my job do you know and they suck at it do and, and because the other thing is that republicans have completely devolved they're no longer a political party they're not even pretending to be a um, a pro small d democracy party at all of course not they are 
basically they're a they're a cult they're a cult that is whatever the dim leader wants at the time that's why they can go out and do nothing but podcasts but i mean really they all have podcasts it's incredible it's fascinating and it's also a it's a sign of the decline don't you think future generation they're gonna look back with the perspective of time and also you know um uh, having the luxury of knowing how it all turns out i wish i knew but they're gonna look back they're gonna see the the brokenness it's it's as plain as i am to you right now we're it's clearly um you know the uh the problems are, they're not easy, they're not, what am I saying? They're not, you, it's hard to miss them, all right? It's hard to miss them. We know what's wrong here. Money and politics, that's the root of all evil. If not for that, why would, why would we even have a cinema, a Christian cinema, or Joe Manchin? These uh, absolute... Um, arrogant, out-of-touch, self-serving, self-dealing products of, um, of the corruption. Listening to Joe Manchin, well, he's not even hippie. It's not hippie punching. He's kicking down on the entire American working class, denigrating the American people, saying that he doesn't, as far as, let's say, family leave, which was started at 12 weeks, was cut down to four weeks, and now I don't know if it's even in the bill. More will be revealed, of course. We don't know. I keep looking. I'm looking on Huffington Post. I, I'm trying to see, did th anything happen? Did something... Oh, wow, look. Oh, right, right now on Huffington Post, sex crime charges for Andrew Cuomo. Holy shit. I just went to Huffington Post to see if there was anything about the bill. But because as far as I know, all day they kept saying how this bill was going to pass and now do they have a deal? Don't they have a deal? They're very excited now, but they don't have anything written in stone and they still don't have cinnamon mansion. And so why, uh, why did we have to get dragged through the, the manias and Take this roller coaster ride all day. That's why people hate. Uh, they hate politics, and they also get the impression that the Democrats are are feckless and um, impotent. They can't get whatever they want. We know that Cinema and Mansion—they're basically working for the Republican Party at this point. Cinema is getting funding from Republican lobbyists, Republican donors. They're all kissing her ass, and she loves it. Trust me, she's somebody that would take a giant dump. They'd all get in the room, and she'd just sit right in the middle of the, on the Resolute desk, and um, she would d take a dump. Yes, um, right on it. Uh, I don't doubt it because what is she going to do when the when all of the reporters go home and they're not chasing her down the hall, 
saying, where are you uh, on this bill? Oh, well, I'm right here. I'm right here in front of the elevators. No, 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 not, not where you are, literally, where you are in the, in the process, in the bill. Right here. Right here on, on the second floor. <laughs> oh, you bitch. The reason uh, um, why, I mean, think about a day when we don't have to hear cinema's name anymore. I mean, that is a beautiful day. It's coming. It will happen. Whether she's, she walks out the door, like, twisting, uh, twirling her cane like Mr. Peanut, uh, as if she, she's a giant, um, you know, in a celebratory... <laughs> In the celebration of her selfishness and greed, or she is forgotten as, you know, as a basic, useless, goddamn, hold on, here's the cat, as a, ba I, I know, I'm saying basic bitch, some people are annoyed, they, they're like, you say basic bitch, and um, that's like a misogynist thing. That's what I, uh, but I don't know. I'm a woman. I can say bitch. Can I? Uh, don't I get a pass there? Oh, and the other thing is I say guys. And that's like a misogynist thing too, apparently. I don't, but I'm sorry. I'm a product of my time. It's embedded in my, I mean, I get it. Language is uh, also uh, something that we study to understand humanity. So it does matter. And here's Tara Jr. Jr. Yay. All right. But all right. So here's, let me focus. And I appreciate you guys for indulging me while I focus. I'm not, uh, it's hard. Oh, shit. Something. Oh well, I was—I thought I was streaming to Rockfin. Apparently, something is wrong. Anyway, whatever. Who cares? All right. So, as Cinema and Mansion, well, Mansion is the one he, who is lecturing the working class about being entitled, and he's really wary of um, of of the American people adopting an entitlement mentality. Can you believe this shit? Worse than the fact that he says it is that the fact that he has the balls to say it. Well, I guess that's kind of a misogynist term too, but who cares? That he doesn't think twice about th those words coming out of his mouth. Don't you think if he had any respect for the American people that he he wouldn't dare behave like that. Talk to the American people as if we're a bunch of lazy goddamn takers hanging out in the social safety net hammock. That's what he, we're, we're, we have been conditioned to believe. Everyone is supposed to be ashamed. Now, the majority of the American people... And I don't know the exact statistic, but the, most of the American people have, um, pr have used the social safety net in one form or another. And we can 
if we really break it down, well, we can say 100% of us have, have obviously used the infrastructure that whatever, however um, lacking it is, but the infrastructure that's there. But the American people are um, clearly, we're, we are the only country that doesn't have family leave. And, and what's his name? Manchin has the nerve and he really, he has the, he's comfortable enough and secure enough in his, uh, in his opinions. Well, he's secure enough to know that the American people are so goddamn divided and conquered that he can get away with saying something so absolutely insulting, out of touch, and uh, really, it's uh, it's an assault on all of us. It's it's an assault on everyone, whoever worked for a living, who struggles uh, from day to day to make ends meet in this effed up country. We all have stories. When you think about the American health system, that sucks. Every single American has a story about how the American healthcare system has failed them. Every single one. We all have stories about getting that bill in the mail or not being or being denied or getting the letter from your doctor saying, "Oh, sorry, I'm no longer in network." Nobody in the world except the goddamn United assholes who are in the divided states of morons and uh, useless idiots. Uh, Nowhere. Uh, The whole world looks at us and shakes their head. I'm looking at us and shaking. um, I'm shaking my head. The only way they can continue to get away with it is by incessantly and um, continually tickling those racist funny bones in this country. To keep us divided. I mean, it really does come down to it, to that. Wait, hold on a second. Oh, my God. The spending bill live updates. Biden heads to Rome as infrastructure and spending bills hang in the balance. Oof. Unreal. President Biden met with House Democrats on Thursday morning to ensure their votes for his Build Back Better plan. I don't think it's hyperbole to say that the House and Senate majorities and my presidency will be determined by what happens in the next week. Not just your presidency, Mr. President, (laughs) but the United States. Whether we survive as a constitutionally limited democratic republic. This is the first step after the this is first of all not the end of everything we need to do clearly we have problems them cutting things the, the just the fact just like what i'm saying the fact that he can insult the american people to cut family leave and the uh, and the people of this country just keep going about their business do you know what I mean? As if we, we've been effectively conditioned to not accept or not, not expect government to do a goddamn thing for us. We pay our taxes. 
We pay the price of admission to a civilized society. We And the only thing we're doing is we're paying a, it's a VIG that goes to the top. That's it. Here's your, your take. But we don't get a goddamn thing in return. And the American people, the, the reason they can get away with that for so long, because people, the American people are dumb. And anyone who's listening to this show from any other country, and I know, I know we have listeners in other countries, they, they realize this. They look at us and, um, you know, it's kind of, they do feel pity. But we are our own worst enemies. The only way they can get away with it is because we allow it. You know what I mean? They're not afraid. They're not afraid to make the American people the only citizens in the only country that doesn't have any any sick leave, family leave. What kind of shit? And um, of course, the family values bullshit too. The constant family. If if I didn't have to endure the lectures on on family from these goddamn hypocrites, it might it might make it somewhat bearable. But being, I mean, well, Republicans in everywhere and every way, shape, or form are entirely unbearable. Oh, that's another thing. I, I somebody else contacted me and they said, "Don't say re- Republicans." <laughs> Everybody wants to tell me what to say and do. I don't know. Do I'm just doing this. And then sometimes it sucks. Sometimes it doesn't. Richard W. says it's great all the time. I don't know. But we got mugs and we got cats and we are on the right side of history. We're on the right side of decency dignity democracy and we're doing it so what can you say i don't know but it's it does get to me because i start thinking to myself what should i not do that whenever (laughs) but like as if one person saying something and then you just change your entire your entire way of talking (laughs) you know like a stranger contacts you and says stop saying that and then I will change my entire life. Oh, Anthony on the Facebook chat says, I got the letter stating the medicine I needed was out of formulary. Oh, yes, that's another one. Remember that? Because you get the, the these uh, lists of drugs that you can get or or not, and they deny it. Or sometimes they can deny... They deny certain brands of the drugs because they're also in cahoots with the drug maker. So they might they want you to be on this. I mean, everything is a scam. To even your uh, even your cancer is something is somebody wants to latch onto your tumors and suck out all the profit possible. So no matter what, what. Nobody better hit that dislike button, Jim, on the chat. That's so funny. 
because Jim is saying yes. In case you any anyone forgot, it's okay to hit the like button. Late, okay, late. All right, and thank you, Richard W, for your super chat, and thank you, Jim, for your super chat. Of course, Jim, always with the cover charge, but the cover charge on the bar counter, and that's great. Thank you, because this is how we keep the show going and growing. And Matt M., thank you so much for your super chat, Matt. It, it means everything. This is how we keep on going. And thank you so much. All right, all right, I'm sorry. You know what it is? I love Tara Jr. Jr. I just want to show you, because it's, it's hard to do the show. He's sitting here. Okay, great. That's great. He can sit there. But when I, as I'm trying to type or move, he's constantly trying to lay on my hands. And you can't do it. You can't type with a cat on your hands. And he keeps doing it. Hold on. Come on. Yeah. Maybe you should sit over here. What do you think? Okay. Mwah. He's a good boy. Okay, you sit there. Sit. Oh my God, look what he's doing. <laughs> no! I need my hand. No, come on. I'm, I'm telling you, I need it. I'm actually stuck. Come on. Come here. Give me my hand back. They got claws. Did you know that? All right. Whatever. Stay there. There's a couple of things we want to talk about. Tonight. I wanted to talk about the Build Back Better. And what else? Kyle Rittenhouse. I wanted to talk about that. So, yes. And Merrick Garland is useless. Yep. Definitely. There's so many things. Also, Ted Cruz um, defending Nazi salutes. I wanted to talk about that, too. So, But here, um, as we're on the subject, the first thing, we were talking about the Build Back Better and how Manchin and Cinema. Well, Manchin, she picked, um, what was it? She didn't like taxes. That was the one. They were like, well, what do you want, bitch? You basic bitch. <laughs> oh, there I go again. Oh, well. And she's like, um, yeah, well, uh, yeah, yeah, um, I don't know. Uh, we'll go on billionaire's tax, because I'm a contrarian. And right now, everybody, everybody's feeling a little bit disgusted that the United States, the American people are living paycheck to paycheck, and uh, billionaires are riding giant dick-shaped rockets into space to say F you. Well, well they're riding on our dime, of course, because they don't pay taxes. They pay zero to Oh, well, they're job creators. Well, we're all job creators. You know who's the job creator? The working people. All of Amazon's employees that show up every day and make the world go round. Those are the job creators. Because 
you could sell whatever you want to sell. You can make as many widgets as you want, but if there are no, is nobody is if no one has enough money to buy them because they're not earning a living wage, then you know it's bullshit. That's why I, everything that the Republicans deal um, well have dealt this this country. I mean, really. Think about everything that these right-wingers have inflicted on us. It's so heartbreaking. I was watching, um, what's that show? The American Crime Story Impeachment, Monica Lewinsky thing, the the assassination of Monica Lewinsky, it's called. And it's interesting, and it's actually executive produced by Monica Lewinsky, too. And, um, and... Watching is heartbreaking because I do remember that time. I was uh, I was younger as we all were at the <laughs> at the time if you were around, and um, knowing the other side of the story because I remember listening uh, you know, just throughout uh, the last however many years they're talking about Osama bin Laden how. Bill Clinton tried to tried to get Osama bin Laden, and the Republicans attacked him as trying to start a war for Monica. And I remember this: no war for Monica. And I remember the the Star report and the the incessant witch hunt. You want to know of witch hunt? Republicans, they're the master of the witch hunt. They invented the American witch hunt. So people are going along, trying, just trying to, to serve their community, you would think, right? And then you have this, as Hillary Clinton said, a vast right-wing conspiracy. This is what we've, we've had to deal with. And because the, uh, the right-wingers, it started, Ken Starr investigating a land deal that went wrong, where the Clintons lost money, and then it ended up about a blowjob in the White House. And who cares, really? It's embarrassing to think about how immature and these right-wingers, including the likes of Brett Kavanaugh, I mean, all the same cast of characters that we have to endure today, all these horrible people, except that they're even more embedded in our body politics, and they've been they've been successful in many ways. No, they didn't. They didn't succeed in impeaching um, Bill Clinton. Well, they did impeach him, but they didn't remove him from from office. They didn't succeed there. But they they haven't let up. And all the while, are they working on the? Um, on the interests or the the needs of the community, never, absolutely never, and that's the, one of the things that stands out in this um, in this show. And if you if you've watched it, uh, and if you haven't, I recommend it. It's it's heartbreaking because you know they have Bill Clinton. He's actually doing real things, trying to, trying to get Osama bin Laden. And then he has to go and, um, meet with Ken Starr and talk about a blowjob. It's, it's, it's infantilism. And that's the, what the Republicans, this is what conservatives and well, what conservatives bring to the table.
What are they doing? And even at the time, I remember um, with uh, Bill Clinton, people were like, who cares? This is their this is their business. This is the business of Bill Clinton, his wife, his daughter, his family. It's not our business. Who gives a crap? Just because they want they they what what they couldn't abide the American people having health care because um, Paul Ryan was dreaming about cutting Medicaid. If if ever their um, their motivations were pure, there was any altruistic anything in any of their antics, you know, you might be able to understand. That's probably why. It's so baffling to me. How horrible and ugly people are. And, um, you know, when I'm in a good mood or in a better, more higher spiritual place and people say, well, you know, I do a lot of volunteer work with animals and people say oh it's so hard and people suck and and i'll say well we have to be even more compassionate because we're making up for so many so many others and it gets exhausting though that's what it feels like not just compassion we have to be everything we have to govern because what are we what are we up against? What are the Republicans doing? Are they governing? Are they even trying to govern? They're not. And how can you say they love America? I mean, the whole thing is a pantomime, this patriotic pantomime. It's a grotesque kabuki theater of patriotism, all to disguise the fact that they are sl- sliding. That razor blade, right, you know, metaphorically across the throat of, uh, I don't know, any uh, of Uncle Sam, of anybody. How do you finish that metaphor? Getting very, very ghoulish lately. It's Halloween, so. But that's what they're doing. They're, They're distracting everybody, and they're selling merchandise, you know, they got to make merch. You got to make bank on the merch. That's where you make up a lot of your your shortfall. You you sell those buku bucks. I mean, you know, how much did Trump make on those red hats that he outsourced to China? I mean, and all those made in China fl- giant flags that these idiots wave. But it's all a pantomime. It's a grote- grotesque th- show. They put on this show of patriotism and the, a, a show of religiosity and patriotism and family values. Everything is a show. And I wish, I really do wish that they were as sincere as they assert themselves to be or, or pretend to be. I wish they were family values, really. I wish that all they are are hate mongers 
gay bashers. That's that's what that is. Everything is is a ruse. It's well, it's a ruse that not only is it not what they purport to be, but it is um, it guarantees the exact opposite of what they are proclaiming the the outcome that they're pretending they want. It's it's beyond belief to me. I see them as transparently as you know. They they're not as I see my cats. They're not that on the, They're not that hard <laughs> to unpack. You know the motivations. It's usually food involves food. Same. Well, what does it involve with republic? I mean, it involves money, <laughs> greed. That's it. That's the only thing worthy. Oh, they love stars and eagles. They, they but that's just all about money too. Oh, and the uh, they're also full of shit. Well, we know that. And the American people, the fact that we are so dumb, this is why they can get away with it. Because we don't know. What do you mean? We're a bunch of uh, entitled. We don't want to get entitled. I, what do you want to bet? These right-wingers repeat that shit to each other. Well, you know, you don't want an entitlement society. These morons. Half of them are on socialist security, socialist Medicare. You know what I mean? They wouldn't even be alive. We all have stories about that, too. About how we all have stories about somebody we know who... Yeah, it was an, a complete and utter hypocrite. Hold on. Like, I told you the story about one the guy I know. I mean, he's a case in point, that's for sure. He's a, he's a real... <laughs> he's a, one of the star cases, that's for sure. Somebody who... Well, he was a IV drug user, so I, I knew him from the rooms of recovery. And... Uh, so he was an IV drug user in his addiction, and he had he something in my mouth, and he had um, he became HIV positive, but for his entire life he's alive thanks to Medicaid and Socialist Security keeps not only a roof over his head but life in his goddamn body. You're welcome, and all he can say is, oh, well, liberals, damn liberals. You know what I mean? It's fascinating to me. Really? And I wonder, sometimes I wonder, do I have similar blind spots like that? Because this is a person who must not openly consider himself a hypocrite. He must not. He, but yet there he is. And how can you not how can you not say like excuse me aren't you alive because of the american taxpayer not only do you i mean we we keep him in, we keep him in a with a roof over his head we give him food we give him medicine oh and then i oh, we can go on and on all of the taxpayer research and development that went into the drugs that keep them alive. 
You know? I don't know. You would think. Just say thanks. But yet, there he is, working his little, little fascist fingers to the whatever, to the nub, trying to pull up that goddamn ladder behind him. Oh, because everybody else, that's what it is. It's everyone else is taking advantage. That's what they think. But when they mean, what what they mean by everyone else is brown people. That's it. Darker pigment. It's that simple. So it's like the cats. They're food oriented. Conservatives are, they're, they're racist. You don't have to look that hard. You don't have to scratch it, scratch the surface that, that roughly it's right there, right at this, right on the surface. They don't even realize it. That's how racist they are. They don't see it. That's another blind spot. That's why they get upset. They're like, I don't, I'm sick of being called a racist. Instead of saying, wow, why? This is like the fifth person that called me a racist. Maybe I should look at that. Well, when Joe Manchin talks about how we're hanging out in the social safety net hammock, well, well, that's Paul Ryan. Well, he's, but Manchin's saying the same thing. Let's remember that the United States has has a pretty goddamn paltry safety net, and it's god it's really um, pathetic. And he can the only reason he can get away with that is because the American people are propagandized. They they'll repeat the same shit. Well, they'll say um, we have the greatest health care on earth, things like that while they um, don't go to the doctor when they're sick because they can't afford it. And they don't even realize, you know what I mean? That's what it is. They don't get, they don't realize it and they are so easily duped. And in comes the assholes to tell them all that anxiety you feel, all that angst, you know, you know who your problem is? It's um, it's this person with the darker pig. Oh, it's somebody it's taking advantage. Darker pigment people. There they go again. Well, <clears throat> here's from the New Labor Forum, Safety Nets, an international comparison. According to the International Labor Organization website, only 27% of the global population has adequate access to social protections. And more than half of the world's population doesn't have it at all. In, in well, and we have, we certainly contribute to that. In industrially developed countries, social protection systems or safety nets are common, except in the United States. Uh, common programs created to prevent poverty, reduce social and economic inequality, and provide access to health care and education. Among these nations, there is a vast range in the type and attitude and amount of social protection offered. The United States, the world's largest economy forecast to exceed 21 trillion in gross domestic product by, well, in 2019, this was an article from 2019, provides far fewer social protection than any other industrial developed nation. This graphic essay offers an international comparison across social programs. 
including unemployment insurance, pensions, worker compensation, disability insurance, paid leave, and health coverage. It also includes some statistics that add context to the overall comparison between countries, including data on employment, union density, and poverty rates. To create comparable or com- comparable graphs, the essay draws on data collected from a single source, the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development, the o- OECD. Okay, among the 10 countries compared, the U.S. commits an average of 18% of his GDP, which is the most, okay? So we put most of our GDP into into a social safety net but we get we get the the let we get put in the most but get get the less the worst the most the worst the United States and Switzerland oh wait 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 let me go back commits an average of 18% of its GDP to social safety net spending compared um, to the highest, France, at 31%, and the lowest, Switzerland, at 16%. The United States and Switzerland are tied as the countries with the second highest level of private spending on social services. Okay. In keeping with... Wait, 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 wait. At 12%, directly behind the Netherlands, at 13%, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Let me move on. All of these numbers I know doesn't make much sense on the on the radio. Let's just look at some of these. The United States has the second lowest employment rate, particularly among women. However, seniors in the United States continue to work past the expected age of retirement at a comparatively high rate, perhaps owing to their high rates of poverty. You see? Well, that's the American way. We're driven. No, there's no retirement. Retirement, that used to be considered a a birthright of the American worker. That's part of the middle class. The, the, The American people think they're in the middle class. This drives me insane. The, we know because we're not more, well, we know, we're aware that, the middle class is now below 50% of the population. If we had a, a media that, w- first of all, if we had a media that was um, dedicated to cultivating democracy, we wouldn't be in this boat because the media drove us and helped, <laughs> well, it drove us into the stitch. It really did. They wouldn't, the Republicans, they, they wouldn't be able to get away with it. We wouldn't be um, living in the least upwardly mobile. We went from the most upwardly mobile to the least in my entire life. That's what's so, I mean, it's heartbreaking. We, which should say to the politicians like Nancy Pelosi, all of those politicians who um, sat in their positions representing, so-called representing the people, while the American people slipped lower and lower on the ladder, 
they they should be held accountable. What what kind of policies? And they know it. This is what drives me insane. They knew it and they know it. It's it's not a surprise how oh well we we thought we thought that trickle down was going to trickle down. No they didn't. Come on. Don't insult yourself by uh by pretending. I mean and this is what the corporate media does. Instead of saying, please, they knew it was a scam from the beginning. It's like Bernie Madoff. He knew he, was, he wasn't investing anybody's money. He's not a, an investor. He knew. He was a scam artist, just like Trump. Whole thing. I mean, it's fucked up. Anyway, all right. The United States has the second lowest employment rate particularly among women. However, seniors in the United States continue to work past the age of retirement at comparably high rates, perhaps owing to their high rates of poverty. It's not perhaps. Give me a break. Seniors at or below the poverty line in the U.S. are not alone since the U.S. has the highest overall income poverty rate. Among these largest ec- economies with a rate of 17.8%. We should be embarrassed. But we're the greatest. We're the greatest country that ever done, ever been born, ever. The greatest, the bestest. Isn't that ridiculous? Could you imagine... What do you think the future generations will think when they see those videos? Well, we all know that the United States is the greatest that ever ever dared to be great. You don't even want to think of great. If you really want to be great, you can't even think of the kind of great that the U.S. is. It's like in a great league all of itself. What do you think that the future generations are going to say? They're going to laugh just like other countries laugh now. They look at that and they they shake their heads because they're not morons. All you got to do is watch watch the BBC news for a half hour you and you want to weep. I know I do because I'm like, "Wow. That's news?" That's what news looks like. You mean um, you get to hear the news of all over the world. And also, it's not just polls. It's not just who likes something and who doesn't like something else that they don't know anything about. They're actually educating and informing the viewer about the things that that maybe they're going to be polled on one day. Somebody will say, hey, what do you think of that? And they're like, I don't like socialism. Dang it. Pardon me while I cash my unemployment check. Excuse me. Um, my, my socialist security check um, is here. But I don't like socialism. If I, I wish that's what I need. I need to get those news, um, those, I think it's called LexisNexis, the news searching. It, what is it? It's not an app. It's, well, it's, a, it's a, 
let me see. You know, it's a it's like a library of uh, of content, but I think it's all news. I wish I can get that because I want to do a video. <laughs> I would love to do a video of <clears throat> corporate media. Um, that would be a a very good video to do of, of the corporate media, a montage of them, different corporate media mouthpieces going on about um, polls about how the American people don't like socialism. They always do that poll. But you know what I mean. It's it's like a concerted full court press to keep people dumb. They, and they got to laugh. They must be laughing at us at how easy it is. All they have to do is go, you don't, you, you're self-made. You don't need any help. No one ever helped you. <laughs> White privilege, what? Oh, you don't need that. Social safety net, your, your health, your problem, right? I, f and I feel so bad. And this is the other thing. they Whenever they have an article about people on the social safety net they always have to throw it they'll they'll say i i hate it i hate myself or whatever like so because you have to feel bad constantly you don't work hard enough you're not smart enough you didn't come up with a bookstore online you're not you know you're just a working stiff you didn't you're not an entrepreneur or a businessman or a high frequency trader you're you're nothing so you don't deserve to what you have a decent life according i guess to the right wingers because being a businessman unless you're a businessman you're nothing right that's like the top of the food chain you could come up with an amway or scamway some kind of scam to separate people from their money. And you're, you're like the pinnacle of human existence to Republicans. Let me see. So while, here's the, going back to the article, while these indicators corroborate the U.S. values of privatized system of care, the comparisons also show a lack of a social safety net protection that correlates to higher economic and social inequality. Of course, this is a choice. We're doing this to ourselves as a choice. The fact that the United States has the second lowest union density rate among, among the world's largest economy may in turn explain both its gaping inequalities and the dearth of social protections. So let us look. Look at this. Funny. Union density. Oh, wow. Look at that. See, and it's, this is interesting. France has it worse than the United States as far as union density is concerned. But then I would have to, I'm just speculating because I don't know. I'm not French. Um, but Knowing some French people and knowing some French uh, history, knowing, uh, I, I would speculate that maybe they don't 
they don't have as much union activity, even though they have a more upwardly mobile workforce and obviously a better social safety net or a more um, extensive social safety net. But they don't have union density because the French people... They don't, I mean, they understand that the, that the, they're in it together. This is what I gather. I'm only speculating because just knowing, knowing the French, they understand if somebody goes out on strike, they'll, they'll, everything stops. Others will, they join in the trucks stop on the highway. It's periodically the the working class they understand that the, the who they're up against and you know they know the power the power that the strength in our numbers we're divided and conquered here the of course wait wait public spending on unemployment but yet look france has the most japan has the least we're right there let's see all right tara jr jr please do you see this shit just fucking just staring at me what do you want all right income poverty rate Jesus Christ. Labor participation rate. Public spent. Well, the United States is here. 19. Japan is worse as far as having old people in the workforce next to the United States. Let's say, I'm sure, a cultural thing as well. Let me see. All right, whatever. The point is, we suck. Okay? That's the commentary. It sucks. Aren't you sick of it? I know I am. I'm I'm goddamn sick of being uh, the worst, spending the most and getting the least. That's the other thing that's so insulting, and which is why uh, when we argue our point, and well, we have to re- we have to frame frame the argument. Sarah Junior. I mean, we have to frame it as um, like we're talking here. It's about patriotism and cultivating a democracy. This passing build back better. Let me let me let me look again and see if anything has happened while we've been talking. Biden heads are still. I'm looking at Newsweek. They're supposedly having live updates of this shit, and the Democrats. It's a mistake to do this. Why? Why would why they would drag us through this process and in and in the process, make themselves look ineffectual and um, also give credence to conservatism because that's what's going on with um, 
with what's his face with Joe Manchin and Kristen Cinema. They're giving giving concessions to these assholes makes it as if they have a point. Oh, I don't want to tax any billionaires. Yeah, that's the one I picked. Oh my God, Tara Jr., stop it. That's it. I don't like getting bit. I don't know what it is. I go like this, he starts biting me. He's fine. He'll get over it. Oh, boy. How's everybody in the chat room? Oh, thank you, JD, for your super chat and pounds, you lucky bastard. Damn it. Richard W. says, are the wealthy delusional about their wealth? Do they believe they are gods? Yes, I do. I believe that they don't care. And... Well, people, that's humans, right? We can't, we walk around and we, we can't always be thinking about our finite existence. But isn't that what it comes down to? What does it, what does it mean to accumulate all of the, uh, all of those zeros on your bank account when, when people are starving? People can't go to a doctor. I mean, it's... And beyond even all of those atrocities, it's detrimental to democracy. It's the death of democracy. The American people need to know that. That has to be top of mind. So when somebody comes along like Kristen Cinema and starts whining about taxing billionaires, that... They wouldn't dare. We come back and say, what are you talking about? You dumb bee. You're as dumb as that stupid filibuster article you wrote badly and inaccurately. And embarrassingly. Oh, my God. This is why we need a show every day. It never stops. I'm sure you saw Kristen Cinema presiding over the Senate in a denim vest. Really? I'm trying to find that article. Cinema. Wow. So embarrassing. Do, do you have any dignity? This is what we're... This is why people died? People, I, I, I mean, guys, you know, I talk about the Calvary Cemetery where I live. There's a lot of every single war this country's ever been in, which is a goddamn lot. There are young men, primarily, who, who gave their lives and they've been lying in that cemetery for all these years, sometimes hundreds of years. And they gave their, their, their last full measure of devotion and I think, and I, I, I see a picture of Kristen Cinema like this. Where is it? Son of a bitch. Presiding over the Senate. The clerk will report the nomination. 
nomination, the judiciary, Sarala Nagala of Connecticut, the United States District Judge for the District of Connecticut. Madam President. Majority Leader. Wow. She's like, hmm, should I look at my phone? I think better of it because I don't want to give the wrong impression up here. <laughs> I'm a maverick, everyone. Look at me. I hate all the attention, but I'm a it goes with the maverick territory. I'm doing things like thumbs down. Remember all those statistics Tara Devlin from Tower Buster was just reading? Thumbs down. <laughs> uh, anything that can rectify or balance the scales. Thumbs down. Unreal. To me, I was... Sometimes I, I get feelings. Because <laughs> I'm not a sociopath like Trump. And I think, and because I've had a lot of therapy, I, and they, it comes out of nowhere. And I'm like, let me process this. Why do I feel this way? And that's how I felt when I saw this picture of Kristen Cinema. Well, I saw her presiding over the Senate in a denim vest. And now I'm not somebody that's all stickler for tradition and all, but still, this went a little too far. And it was like when the January 6th traitors tried to overthrow democracy. And that day, as the images started coming in of them defiling the Capitol, I, and I was outraged by it. I was outraged by the disrespect and the denigration of that institution, which all of those young people sacrifice their lives for and i and same thing with this so when i was looking at Kristen, i was like why why am i outraged why am i um it's not, it's more it's like it's beyond it's disgust it's i i don't know hate i can't say hate because well how do i feel about Kristen cinema yeah maybe Maybe hate. And in fact, this writer from an article, um, Danielle Cohen, right, wrote an article for The Cut entitled, Who Knew a Denim Vest Could Make Us Feel This Way? She said the same thing. Here's what she said. It's difficult to pin down exactly what is so deeply offensive about this fashion choice. A few journalists have pointed out that there's a signed forbidding denim from entering the Senate chamber. Honestly, I couldn't care less about the dress code, but it's nice to know that higher powers than the Arizona Democrat are also vehemently opposed to her wearing this garment. But back to the vest itself. It is, on the surface, not criminally bad. It's not bedazzled, which is a low bar, even though it has that little fleur de, de lis flower but still it does have some kind of heart-shaped viney embroidery going on which isn't working in its favor but you know what i feel bad for this vest 
It's not the vest's fault that cinema threw it over her Iron Man sculpted shoulders with a cap sleeve tee and strode boldly into the Senate chamber in a flagrant defiance of the universe's code of conduct. What a maverick. Is the vest set on denying Americans health care and a minimum wage? I don't think so. I bet it even supports Biden's spending bill, which I would never call it a spending. I don't know. The spending bill shit has to go. I'm just reading what the author wrote. No, this vest was just sitting in a rockabilly Etsy collection, minding its own business when cinema scooped it up with the fervor of 1,000 pastel wigs, which is another one of her fashion fails that cinema... Oh, God. Look at her. Oh, oh my God. Look at her. What? This is what we have to endure? This is what we're up against. Well. Where is it? Where is it? Let me finish this article. Because, uh, what's her name? Danielle Cohen writes for The Cut. She wrote, she feels bad for the vest. No, this vest was just sitting in a rockabilly Etsy collection, minding its own business. <laughs> yes. When cinema scooped it up with the fervor of 1,000 pastel wigs. I want a better future for this vest. Too bad cinema will probably vote no on that one, too. That was... Not, well, who was that? Danielle Cohen from The Cut. Where's the other one? Hold on a second. And thank you all, everyone, for all of your support in this intermission right now as I'm looking for an article. And I want to say thank you. I want to thank you. Hmm. I'm looking for a stupid. Stu oh, boom, boom, boom. Here it is. For, well, the Daily Mail is like, you know, a rag. It's just a bunch of. Where is it? They they curated a bunch of responses to Kristen Cinema's vest. Does she think she's at a rodeo? Yeah, I just thought to myself, eh, do we need to go on with this? Let me see. No, that's denim vests, period. This one here. No, that's... That is the main page. Where the hell is... Okay. There we go. Ugh, look at her. Oh, and there she is walking in. Ugh. Let's see, where is it? It's about basic respect for the institution. You don't wear a denim vest on the floor of the United States Senate. 
Everything about Kristen Cinema is about Kristen Cinema. Look at me. Look at me. She's Donald Trump with worse hair and denim. Well, that's true. Here's some of the responses. You could tell she's taking this seriously because uh, she went with her unbedazzled denim vest. I'm just a girl sitting here wearing a denim vest, betraying my party, asking you to love me. If they can go after a tan suit and it's right and proper that we talk about Kristen Sinema's vest. Yeah, remember that. Look at that. Yeah, no denim, no hats, no overcoats, no fur. Well, unless you're the center of the universe. It is a very crowded place filled with Republicans and conservatives of all stripes. All right, the other one. What's the other thing? There are many, many other things we have to talk about. This makes me want to scream. Um, Kyle Rittenhouse's murder trial is biased. The same people are always whining about bias, biases. Everyone's always picking on them, right? Well, that's because everything that they accuse us of, which we're not doing because we're too busy governing or trying to govern in spite of right-wingers. Do you know what I mean? This is what's really happening while they're out there spreading this bullshit. And they talk about uh, everybody's picking on them. This is why the Nazis and the Republicans are following the Nazi playbook of stuffing unqualified loyalists onto the bench. This guy, this Judge Schroeder, Judge Bruce Schroeder, is a right-winger. And I, I just cannot believe it. Kyle Rittenhouse is an asshole, uh, but he's also a, a young asshole who, who's a hero now to the right-wingers because he murdered some people. Isn't that... The way, isn't that what patriots do when they... That's, that's patriotism to right-wingers. You overthrow democracy and murder actual patriots. It's like every day is opposite day. Here's... Let me just play the CNN story about, about this judge. Oh, wait a minute. Of course, no audio again. Hmm. Why is that not working? Okay, early star co-anchor and attorney and legal reporter Laura Jarrett joins us now. Let me just make crystal. Hold on a second. I'm trying to figure something out. <laughs> Talk amongst yourself. Wait, here we go. I think, I think it works. I just have to. Here we go. Come on, man. Let me just make crystal. Here we go. Here we go. It works. You're nice to me, guys. Thank you for being so understanding that I'm not talking into the microphone. Why can't I fucking play this? Laura Jarrett joins us now. Let me just make crystal clear what happened there in case people didn't get it. The judge just said that the people 
Kyle Rittenhouse killed, and there's yes. no dispute over the fact that he killed him, they cannot be called victims, the people that he killed. They can, the judge says, however, be called rioters and looters. And that's the part I think people are finding so disturbing. The prosecution is calling it a double standard. And in reality, they're dead. They cannot defend themselves at this trial, right? And typically, um, when there's an agreement that somebody has been harmed in some way, injured or been killed, victim is an accepted term. There are defense lawyers who've been arguing for years that it is prejudicial, um, that it implies guilt, and that it taints the jury's mind. Courts are split on this. Jury instructions use the term victim all the time. Some people define it in different ways. Um, but at bottom here, what you're pointing out is that the judge took it a step further by saying that the people who died should be cast in the light for the crimes that they committed. When what in crimes? fact, people go to jail for killing people who commit crimes all the time. And so I think that's the part that's really got people's attention. And if you're the prosecutor on the case, you're gonna say this is extremely prejudicial, um, but there's not much they can do about it. Because remember, if Kyle Rittenhouse gets off on this, if he's found not guilty, they cannot retry him. Yeah, there's not an appeal for no. the prosecution. That's not how it works. Exactly. And so I, it's interesting. I think, you know, one of the things to remember is why is this even coming up, right? Um, Rittenhouse is going to say self-defense. He's going to say, I was so afraid from all of these looters and arsonists. Looters. But evidence 101 tells you that is not going to fly. And that's why this evidence shouldn't have been let in, because whether someone was setting fire to a building nearby should have no bearing on whether Kyle Rittenhouse was afraid for his life and thought that it was okay to shoot that person, right? That those two things don't go together. So I think this trial is gonna be extremely fraught. Um, the judge has also decided that the defense can let in evidence that the police on the scene nearby uh, told Rittenhouse and others, we appreciate you guys. So you can tell this is, this is gonna just be fraught from top to bottom. and. Jury selection begins Monday. They can't be called alleged victims. No. They're not they have even to be called deceased, decedents, or complaining witnesses. As if you were just complaining about. But then the on the issue dead. of being a looter or, or a rioter or an arsonist, it's not even alleged looter mm -hmm. or alleged. Well, arsonist. and it also is going to confuse the jury, right? Sure. If you're trying to demonize the people that die, it now means the prosecutors are going to be arguing about whether, in fact, they were, you know, in fact, uh, you know looters or rioters, all of that stuff is going to come in and it's not going to focus on the actual person on trial. But this is unusual, you say? It's unusual. It's come up before, but judges, you know, they can, they have a lot of discretion. Mm -hmm. Judges in state courts can do anything they want on these rules of evidence. And uh, there's not much wiggle room here for the prosecutors. And imagine if you're uh, one of the relatives of somebody who was murdered by Kyle Rittenhouse. You can only be called a looter, a rioter. And this is what happened in Nazi Germany. That's another thing I we talk about on the show. You never hear it on corporate media. They never explain or talk about history. They only, well, when everybody, whenever you talk about history, then they'll go, oh, no, no. Can't bring that up. Can't bring up history because we've evolved. God, hold on a second. That's just the end of, well, it's not the end of anything. It's not Saturday. That's for Saturday. That's just my timekeeper. We do a show on Saturdays and as, well, I try to do at least one during the week. So if you can become a patron, please do at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin 
and keep on, uh, yeah, keep the liberal media going and growing. Yeah, um, let me look this up, actually. I'm looking on the chat. Was Ed, Ed says, was it a Trump-appointed judge? That's a good question. Hold on. Let's find out. I don't know. I should have looked that up. Let me see. Let's see. Rittenhouse's judge is in the spotlight after disallowing the word victims in the courtroom. Where is it? Oh, here's a clip of it. This is what I wanted to play. I don't know why that clip wasn't working. Let me show it. Here we go. Let's do this. The word victim is a loaded, loaded word. And I think alleged victim is a cousin to it. Let the evidence show what the evidence shows. And if the evidence shows that any or more than one of these people were engaged in, in arson, rioting or looting then i'm not going to tell the defense they can't call them that if if these what did he say defendants they're not defendants they're murder victims and i'm not going to tell the defense they can't rioting or looting. let's see what he said one of these people were in cousin to it let the evidence show what the evidence shows and if the evidence shows that any or more than one of these people were engaged in, in arson, if rioting, or these looting. These people were engaged then I'm not in. I'm to tell the defense they can't call them that. Okay, early star co-anchor, attorney, hell? and legal. If they were engaged in rioting, arson, and looting, the victims, the people who were murdered from by this guy, by this kid whose mommy drove him across state lines so he can participate in, uh, in a riot, in a right-wing fascist, another night of the long knives, I guess, in some way, yeah. Oh, and they're saying that Kyle Rittenhouse was, he was scared, because that's Republicans, they're cowards. He was, well, what are you scared about? You drove across state lines to go murder people. What, what are you doing with an assault weapon? You're so afraid you went to another state and, um, and killed people. Oh, the cops appreciated it. Because uh, that's what freedom is. We're, we're free. We pay our taxes, so um, when there's uh, when there's something when we need law and order in the community, uh, we call a 15-year-old from another state to come in with his mommy and an assault weapon. And oh, that's okay for right wingers. That's a hero of theirs. It's another hero. You know why he killed. Not uh, not only brown people. He killed people who uh, support brown people too, and Republicans 
the, that's something they cannot abide. They can't afford to have the American people in any way uniting. And the Black Lives Matter movement is terrifying to them in that way. Because it's not just people with darker pigment. It's everybody, all pigments. And they can't handle that because they see the writing on the wall. They're, they're, they're a dead-ender ideology. All fascism is. And you notice they're using fascism now because they're being called out for the fa- being the fascists they are. They're saying, oh, it's fascism. It's medical fascism. It's everybody's fascist. It's uh, opposite day. You know, I'm rubber, you're glue. Whatever you say to me bounces off and sticks to you. No wonder, because they're emotionally crippled. And, well, emotional, they're, they have the emotional maturity of a prepubescent bully. Collectively. One bully. Yeah, all of them. Because they're, they're disgusting. It is really heartbreaking. Now, if you did, if you watch that American crime story impeachment, I don't know. Let me know what you think. If you agree, but but that's what I keep thinking when I watch that or just in general, when I think about history and you think about and with the perspective of time and you and more will be revealed and more comes out and you get a a better picture of what went on. And, you know, Republicans are just everywhere we everywhere we turn whenever we went with the right wing way the american people got screwed we went and we went lower and lower on the ladder and thirty-five thousand to forty-five thousand needlessly died every year and the american people kept just living check to check unable to save four hundred dollars but don't worry about it the billionaires laughing all the way to to space listening to the American people saying, um, yeah, I'm middle class. I'm a middle class. I just got, uh, got furloughed and I wasn't able to work two weeks in a row and I was at the food bank, but I'm middle class. You know what middle class is? It's middle class <laughs> is... You have to be, really, if you were actually middle class, you would have a year of salary in the bank. That's middle class. You have, you you won't be at a food bank. You won't need a food bank after missing two paychecks because that's middle class. You're not middle class if you are living paycheck to paycheck. That's not middle class. That's... That's uh, hanging by a thread. That's a fingernail. You, you one swift or heavy breeze, and it's all over. Jesus Christ! But when I saw this, the Kyle, I mean, if Kyle Rittenhouse goes free, we won't be surprised. But this is what right wingers do. They are corrupt. There's so much corruption. Clearly, you know, this judge would never, ever cop to being a corrupt 
piece of crap trying to effectuate an outcome of uh, of a murderer. He's a murderer. He's the judge that let the fucking prick out on bail, too. That was paid for by some uh, other rich fascists. Oh, there's a lot of rich fascists running around the globe. You know, Steve Bannon was hanging out on a Chinese rich fascist yacht. Oh, he's in the probably in the Communist Party there. It doesn't matter. It's all a game. It's only a game to keep dummies working and burning their human capital so they can burn it, exploit it, and discard it while they laugh all the way to the bank. And they do. What do you think Steve Bannon was doing on that yacht? You dumb MAGA morons. What do you think? Was he sitting around saying, we really need to help the poor, working, struggling people of pick anywhere, of Kentucky, of Kansas, of pick anywhere. Do you think that's what he was talking about with that Chinese billionaire? We really need to help these poor working people. They're unable to save $400. They can't even do anything. If there's an emergency, they're shit out of luck. Isn't that terrible? And that's unacceptable to me as a patriot, says Steve Bannon. (laughs) Please. But when I saw that judge, I was like, this is this is the Nazi way. Of course. That's what the Nazis did. It reminded me of, you know, I've seen films and whatnot of Nazi court sessions in action. Of course, you watch, the, there's a movie about Sophie Shaw and the White Rose Society. And, you know, these are the villains. You, you could tell. The judge walks in. He's a Nazi judge. Clearly, the fix is in. Clearly, Sophie, uh, her brother Hans, and the White Rose Society, all those young people who gave their lives, standing up to Nazism, they are on the right side of history. Now, that judge was all, he was loud. He was uh, applauded and lauded. Now, uh, history looks back and wants to vomit. But that's who this judge is. Judge Bruce Schroeder. You can't call the the victims. Victims? You can only, you can call them arsonists if, if we find out they were committing arson. Who? Nobody was committing arson. Well, not nobody. I don't know. I wasn't there. But if... If I if I were gonna make an educated guess, right wingers are the ones bringing the violence. I wasn't at that particular demonstration, but you don't add a, a bunch of unhinged asshole out of town assholes with assault weapons, right? And expect success. But that's Republicanism, and somehow they're the fucking victim now. Right? Kyle Rittenhouse, he's a hero. 
and he's a victim. Oh, they're picking on him. Well, good thing he has a fascist judge to fucking corrupt the process and get no, no justice for those who aren't here to defend themselves while they're being called arsonists and looters. They're not f- these, are, these weren't arsonists and looters. This is somebody trying to protect other people. That's what happened. We saw the video. The, the, the little prick turns around and shoots the guy in the stomach. Cowards. Bunch of cowards. That's Republicans. Every time I say Republican, I keep hearing <laughs> that person in my head. Don't say Republican. I don't care. Whatever. I don't know what to say. I do know what to say. And it's, what are you going to do? They're like, that's childish. Well, I don't know. I tried being, I tried the, uh, to debate them uh, on the field of ideas equally. I tried to discuss with them. I tried to reason, I tried to explain, I brought the receipts, I brought the charts, I brought the the historical references, but all they could do was go Democrat Party, Democrat Party, Democrat, Democrat, Democrat. I don't know. Uh, to me, and then you know what started happening? I would watch corporate media and I would hear there would be a corporate media mouthpiece. And they would say, Democrat Party. And then other Republicans would be on their corporate media mouthpiece shows, and they would say, Democrat Party, or the Democrat plan, or the Democrat president, or the Democrat, Democrat. And uh, nobody would stop them. They would just say, they would just go, uh, well, what do you think about this poll? What do you think? It's is it up in the polls or down in the polls? And nobody would say anything. And now all of a sudden, people, even normal people, decent people, they say they say Democrat Party. And I'm and I'm like, what? That's a pejorative, you bastards. Jesus Christ. Anyway, that's why I say Republican Party, because I got to the point I was like, you know what? I'm so sick of it. Every time they say Democrat Party, I get a knot in my stomach. So now saying Republican Party, to me, highlights, it it's puts a light onto the Democrat Party problem. <laughs> Our Democrat Party um, pejorative problem. It is a problem. It has to be addressed. And I, I, I've watched corporate media shows where decent Democrats are debating these fascist pricks, and then they, of course, have the have the moderator or whatever, and that the Republican will say Democrat Party. They'll go on about Democrat Party, and the decent Democrat, the normal person, doesn't say anything. It, that drives me crazy. Well, what does it take? They just, they let them get away with it. And this is what, this is why we're here. 
Because they give, um, so this is what I assume. They are, um, they expect the American people to to decipher or to be able to cut through the bullshit. So that's why they're like, oh, I don't, I will not dignify this with a response. And no, that's, I get it. Every now and then you want to, you want to just, you don't want to have to deal with it. You know what I mean? But it's, it matters. You got to fight them on every front. And they've been successful, we could tell by the fact that many many people think that's what the party is called, Democrat Party. But it's a pejorative. And I told, I sh- oh, well, I showed you guys that that whole uh, that video from the from the great courses. I almost had a conniption when I watched that. In one of the great courses, I was watching the, a great course on the impeachment of Andrew Jackson, and in there, they, they in the script, it actually said Democrat Party. I, I lost my shit, man, when I sent them a email or a tweet, and they never returned my tweet, and they finally did return it after then responding again and also tagging the Democratic Party. So they said, we are not political. We, whatever, this isn't, this is an accident. Who knows? And then I wrote back. So I assume you're going to say, change it, right? I wonder. I haven't looked. Okay? Because I don't want to know. It'll give me another thing I need to do. Because I know I will lose it. Oh, boy. There's so many things. Let me look at the time. What time is it? I hope everybody's doing all right. Let me see what's going on. How you doing? What's going on in the chat room? Yes. Yes. Paradu says, they're very unhappy. Nobody at peace acts like a conservative. It just wouldn't feel good. Yep. Mm, 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 mm. Yes. Richard W. says the progressive Democrats need new tactics. They should call one million progressive protesters to D.C. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. The the corporate media, they brand this as a spending bill. That's the first problem. The second problem are Democrats negotiating this shit in public with this bitch cinema and mansion. And... The third thing is, well, I know it's frustrating. And trust me, I'm irritated. I'm sick of it. I'm tired. Tired of being at the barricade sometimes, you know? You just want to have a normal, you want to do a normal YouTube show. (laughs) You want to just maybe talk about cats on a YouTube show or something, not fight fascism constantly 
right? Isn't that what you want? But the thing is, it's true. We don't have enough Democrats. The pro- and I know it's frustrating because the the liberals who are, who hate the Democratic Party, and I I'm not. I'm not a Democratic Party gal or cheerleader type. I I know what I at least I at least I think I do. I know what we're up against. The Democratic Party is a problem. The, you know the establishment, because the whole goddamn thing is corrupt. Goddamn it! Money in politics is the root of all evil. That's why the Progressive Caucus doesn't take any. You know. So if we can't change the law right now, let's change ourselves. Let's change our behavior. Let's make it unpalatable to take corporate money. And, of course, the establishment Democratic Party, they're not there either. Uh, As I'm saying this, I can hear Pete Buttigieg in my mind going, well, so what are you saying? Barack Obama got more money from Wall Street than any other candidate. Are you calling Barack Obama corrupt? This is this was the argument. Are you calling Barack Obama corrupt? Yeah, I'm calling him a well corruption. And what do you call it when you're 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 allowing banksters to get away with destroying the economy for two times in a hundred years and. You, um, nobody goes to jail for walking away with people's life savings. You know, they never, they, and they had enough to begin with. So, yeah, was Barack Obama corrupt? Well, why didn't any banksters go to jail? What did he do? And we could have a, uh, we could have a conversation that if it weren't, if it, if Barack Obama weren't so goddamn conservative, and with this triangulation shit that's been going on my entire life with these friggin' corporate Democrats kicking down on the on their base. And if it wasn't, you know, I mean, if it weren't for them, we wouldn't be here, too. So we, we got here by, it wasn't just the Republicans. This is what we're up against, though. Money and politics, we, uh, we're we not there. So in the meantime, we have to get more people elected who aren't, who aren't on the take. More people into the progressive caucus. More progressive Democrats in, the, in, in, in Congress, period. Otherwise, that's it. So this is what we have um, uh, 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 in front of us. Joe Biden, you know, I'm disappointed they've taken things out. I don't know what's going to happen. We don't know if it's even going to be signed. It hasn't been signed yet. I, God help us if, uh, if you know, cinema shits, shits on everything. And she, she might. She's somebody that I wouldn't be surprised who turned around and declared herself a Republican. She knows that her constituents hate her. I'm sure they tell her all the time, but she all, she knows it. But so 
wait a minute. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe somebody can point it out. But I, th I get it. The problem is, yeah, Nancy Pelosi is a problem. She's, she's of the past. They're stuck in this, in this system that's been pretty goddamn lucrative for them. And they think it's business as usual. Cinema, on the other hand, she's new to the system, but she's certainly not new to being a selfish, greedy, self-dealing sociopath. That's for sure. She's in it for herself. And that is, you know, clear. So is Joe Manchin, who killed the electric uh, grid and energy, the electric chargers that we will need for to be competitive in the future. The whole world evolves without us, and we're standing here screaming, we're number one, right? I mean, it's embarrassing. It's like the behavior of morons. It's like the whole world is going on around, uh, and looking back as we're screaming, we're number one! Were they leaving us in the dust? <laughs> Please. And I, I know that people in other countries when they hear that shit when they hear ted cruz we're the greatest country that ever they hear them they hear this with a great american exceptionalism i believe america is exceptional. why what does that mean american exceptionalism that's another scam that they've sold us to ensure that we don't ask for anything or don't expect government to do anything for us. American exceptional? Well, we could say, you know what's exceptional? Here's the what I think American exceptionalism is. It is our diversity. That's the American exceptionalism. We're the only country built on an idea and not on a, on a, a bloodline or lineage or whatever built on the idea of e pluribus unum, happiness, the pursuit of happiness. Shouldn't that be, I mean, all of that is, that's great. That's a great business model or, uh, or mission statement. So wouldn't it be great if we actually behaved like that? You know, the pursuit of happiness to, to create the infrastructure of happiness create the infrastructure of success. That's what you do. That's what any sane, civilized nation would do. It's vile. Oh, actually, you know, what was this? Wait, 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 wait. I can't really talk about it. Um, because, but I saw on Rachel Maddow, whatever, last night. Did you see this? The, the post office is not delivering to Australia. This is how great we are. Let me see. Am I correct? No longer deliver. Yeah, look at this shit. U.S. Postal Service suspends package services to Australia. Yep. You read that right. 
It's October in 2021, and the United States Postal Service is having to suspend package services to Australia, supposedly due to a new outbreak of COVID-19. Give me a break. The late, well, whatever. That's what they say? Please. temporarily suspends deliveries to Australia. Eh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll keep an eye on it. The, when I was watching Rachel Maddow, she made it seem like it was all everything, unless I I mis, misread it. Slower than the 70s, United States Postal Service temporarily suspends deliveries to Australia as a measure, as a result of the pandemic and other unrelated disruptions, the company said in a statement, company, the Postal Service, customers, please refrain from mailing items addressed to countries listed here until for further notice. The United States is dealing with an overload of deliveries, which has resulted in the slowing of deliveries. In fact, an expert in Postal Service and supply chains said it will be slower than it was in the 70s. Now, well, well, whatever. Whatever Republicans touch, they destroy, and they have their claws around the post office. Aren't you proud? Suspending mail to Australia. Oh, and the Republicans are, are going nuts because we have a worldwide supply, cha supply chain problem. It is what it is. As Trump said about the pandemic, 600,000 dead. It is what it is. But now the Republicans are taking, um, well, they're shitting their diapies because some some shelves are empty somewhere as if we're living in some kind of dystopian hellscape where you can't get anything what a bunch of whiners cry fucking babies boo hoo oh you what you can't find any fluffernutter on the shelf or something is that it your your blood sugar level is dropping Jesus Christ. But is, that's not Joe Biden's fault. Uh, as if everything is his fault. The sun rising in the east and setting in the west. They don't like it. Well, like Louis Gohmert said, maybe we can move the moon and um, do something about these climate change. Maybe Joe Biden, well, if Joe Biden knew anything about anything, he'd just move the moon. Republicans, they're just thinking outside the box. Right? Louis Gohmert said, can we move the moon? And one of them, uh, what was the other one said, uh, let's take all the war the boats out of the water. Yeah. Boats out. Who was that? There was a Republican who was saying that the that he said his well he was just thinking outside the box no stupid questions just stupid people and Rep republicans are stupid i repeat myself 
But he was like, what did he say? He was, he said, um, oh, you're back. You're back to scream in my face again, right? What is it? Oh, he's a legislative candidate. Virginia. <laughs> Do you hate yourself, Virginia? He's a Senate candidate, this guy. He's He was just thinking outside the box. He was like, hey, I'm curious. I heard there's a big problem with sea level rise. But do you think that the sea level would lower if we took out all the boats? And then all the rest of the Republicans were like, that guy, we make, let's make him the king. He's got some good ideas. I thought my idea about moving the moon was beyond um, comprehension and very special way of thinking. But then the removing all the boats? Ooh, he's put me to shame. If we just took out all the boats, just the thought, he said, just the thought. I'm not committing to it. Be brave. You know, when you have a really good idea, own it. And he shared an image of the Pacific Ocean swarming with thousands of icons seemingly representing boats, <laughs> which um, he deleted later when he was being mocked. What's the guy's name? Scott Pio. Well, there's that's what you get. Hey, Virginia, how much do you hate yourself? How much do you have to hate yourself to vote for Scott Pio? Does anybody know? I mean, really, who would vote for Scott Pio? Unless I mean, you you have to hate yourself. What is this? Tara Jr., why? That's all I have to ask. Why? Look at him. That's him. Why don't we take out all the boats? Hey, hey. And then when they mocked him, he was like, wait a minute, I thought there were no stupid questions. Look at you tolerant liberals again. All I do is waste everyone's time with my stupid stupidity and stand in the way of progress, and there go the liberals, so tolerant. They won't even tolerate my intolerant stupidity. Well, and this is the thing. Wait a minute. Here's a good way to... We only have a couple of minutes left. For example, let's, let's just play this. Since I brought it up, Ted Cruz defending the Nazi salute. Because the Department of Justice and Merrick Garland is useless. Yes, he's useless. We got to get rid of him. We need a real attorney general that's going to prosecute the crimes of, uh, you know, of Twitler.
anyway, so they he there was a memo. There's um, school board volunteers, people who are elected to the school board, all over the country are being harassed by funded assholes who've been activated by the by the by the lies that they've seen on 4chan and Facebook. And they have been harassing people at home. Death threats. Not just at home, at school, at wherever these people go. They're being harassed just because they're patriots who want to participate and contribute to their civilization. And they're trying to get a handle of this pandemic in spite of the morons who are standing in the way, screaming, pooping their diapers, doing everything they can to prevent us from going back to normal, whatever that is. They want to go back to normal, but they're, everything they're doing is preventing us from getting there. Oh, and they're also violent, and we know that. They're screaming, yelling, saying they want to shoot people, uh, Second Amendment remedies, and when do we start shooting? And what, uh, Go away. Just go. No one cares. Shoot? Please, just leave. No need to shoot. We won't stop you. I don't want to. Nobody wants to stop you. We don't want to live with you. We want you gone. Just go. I don't, who needs to? Who needs to shoot? Shoot. Well, here's Ted Cruz. He knows Republicans are always on the right side of history, right? We're going to listen to him. Let me ask you something, General Garland. Ugh. In the letter, which you told the House of Representatives was the basis for this abusive memo targeting parents. <laughs> targeting parents. All these parents want to do is spit at people and threaten them and say, um, I don't know, Nazis. They want to call people Nazis. How many incidents are cited in that memo? I have to look back through the memo. I okay, can't you, count it. You, you don't know how many of them were violent? Again, the, the, the general report... How many of them were violent? Do you know? I don't violent. know. How many? Don't how many? Know. Answer There's it. There's a reason you what, don't know. Uh, you don't know what? Somebody because camera on me now. you care, and nobody in your office care. cared to find out. I did a quick count just sitting here. During this hearing, I counted 20 incidents cited. Of the 20... Fifteen on their face are nonviolent. On their face. Things like ins- what do you fucking know, you dumb bastard? Don't you hate them? Fifteen on their face. Oh, they, they're defending the, the assholes. All the, the morons, you know, the ones who are screaming and yelling, sticking spoons on their forehead. How come I'm magnetized? Did you smell my fart? Did you see that one? One of the guys said, how come you can smell your farts through a mask? I can't believe we have to live in this country. And we have to give these idiots carte blanche. It's like we have to give them respect. Oh, well, here, your time. Um, You have two minutes to express your opinions. I'm going to kill you. Second Amendment. You're going to be dead. Oh, bullets with your name on it. 
They involve a Nazi salute. That's one of the examples. My God, a parent did a Nazi salute at a school board because he thought the, the, the policies were oppressive. General, I love that Ted Cruz just knows the motivation. Because he thought the policies were oppressive, maybe he was given a Nazi salute to give a Nazi salute. Not because he thought the policies were oppressive, because he's a fucking Nazi. Okay? There's ne- I've never had to give a Nazi salute. I don't know. Anybody? You will never need, you will never find me anywhere. Um in a discussion with somebody where I'm giving a Nazi salute for, to, to do what? To make a point? I, I think this is oppressive. Zig Hale. Wow. And I, why is he so animated about this? It's ridiculous. Yes, um, all of the people who are sick of these fucking right-wingers who don't know how to behave, who lack the fundamental maturity to function like an adult and can only muster the emotional maturity of a schoolyard bully. I'm tired of them. Wrecking. They're wrecking our society. Because, you know what, we're just trying to get through the day. Some people on a school board, we're in the middle of a fucking pandemic. They're on a school board. We have the data. Wear a mask. Wear your little, you put a mask on your little brat's face. Oh, you don't want to do it? Then you don't get, you don't have to go to school. You could homeschool your brat. You can also take your ass, just take it off the grid. You don't have to play in the reindeer games. You, then you go out in the woods with the you Unabomber. No, you don't have to vaccinate yourself. Nobody needs a vaccine off the grid. Then you could do your Nazi salutes from sunup to sundown. Free speech. But, you know, that's the way Republicans are. They they don't have the integrity of the Unabomber. See, the Unabomber didn't like what was going on in society, didn't want to play in the reindeer games, didn't want to participate, didn't want to pay the price of admission, didn't want to play along. So he took his ass into the woods and he lived good. He should have just stayed up there. But Republicans are more dangerous. They've killed far more than the Unabomber could ever dream of. And they have less integrity than the Unabomber. So they're more dangerous and um, have no integrity. But he's so uh, Merrick Garland released a memo outlining um, what is this? A Justice Department memo about threats against school board officials and the Republican oh, they 
They want to protect. They're saying, oh, concerned parents. Nobody needs protection from concerned parents. But concerned parents, it's not concerned parents um, who are, I know where you live. I got a bullet with your name on it. You know, you don't have to go to school. Your little brat doesn't have to go to school. We're making the rules. If you want your little brat to go to school, then the brat has to be vaccinated. You don't want to play in the reindeer games? Then get the fuck out. It's It's the same thing with these goddamn cops. They have... They're having demonstrations here, even in New York, because there's a mandate now for everybody needs to be vaccinated. There's no exceptions for city employees. Well, you know what? I don't want... If you're supposed to be protecting the citizenry and you can't do, um, you know, the simplest thing, like get a vaccine, then... I don't want you protecting the citizenry. Then you don't deserve to be here. It's like as if they think that being a cop is their birthright. It's like, uh, just like, well, Brett Kavanaugh thought that being on the Supreme Court was his birthright. So we're supposed to allow cops to, well, we'll pay them, give them pensions after 20 years, and... uh, let them endanger us? They can thumb their nose at us? At the safety of the community? When that's supposed to be there. That's their mission statement, right? That's their whole thing. Anyway, um, I loved watching Ted Cruz get incredibly animated over a Nazi salute. Protecting Nazi salutes. 15 on their face are nonviolent. On their they face. They involve things like insults. They involve a Nazi salute. That's one of the examples. My God, a parent did a Nazi salute oh at a school board God. because he thought the, the policies were oppressive. Is that what he thought? You're, you're... doing a Nazi salute at an elected official. Is that protected by the First Amendment? Yes, it is. Okay. 15 of the 20 on the face of it are not violent. They're not on threats the of violence. They're parents who are unhappy. Yet, oh, miraculously, when you write a memo, the opening line of your memo... In recent months, there has been a disturbing spike in harassment, intimidation, and threats of violence. You know what? You didn't look, and nobody on your on your staff looked. Did you even look up the 20 instances? As I testified, the decision to make uh, send a memo is for an assessment. Did you look up the 20 instances? I did not read. Did anyone on your staff look them up? I don't know the answer, but it's uh, not. But of course memo. you don't. In general, there's a reason. Look, you started your career wow. as a law clerk. Can you believe how long we've had to endure these right-wingers and their fucking antics? Destroying this country. They have no care about this country. They see the assholes exploding at school boards, doing Nazi salutes. I'm sorry, if you're doing a Nazi salute, you've lost Sort of like it's a different version of Godwin's Law. Oh, you could talk about Nazis. But if you're out there doing a Nazi salute, that's your argument? 
You've you've lost the argument, Booby. And I'm pretty sure you're a Nazi. My God, did a parent do a Nazi salute? As if this is normal behavior. You see what they're normalizing? Everything is, oh, they crossed the line. The line's been blurred. The norms. Norms are thrown, thrown out. Um, here we go again. Who needs this shit? You're, you don't need to be harassed at home. Oh, but do that to, to to Ted Cruz, but follow Kristen Cinema into a public bathroom and watch the snowflakes melt. But average citizens who aren't elected representatives, they're not they can't fulfill their duties in the school bo- on the school board that they volunteered for, ran for, whatever the case may be. That does not give any um, mental, emotionally stunted moron, and I know I repeat myself when it comes to Republicans, because you got to be an emotionally stunted moron to be a Republican. But in spite of all of the um, all of the, the the bad behavior, you know, people are trying to do their civic duty. But even though that's the case. You don't, nobody deserves to be harassed, stalked, called on your your personal line, told you're going to be, you're going to, there's a bullet with your name on it. I'm coming for you. I know where you live. Holy shit. Stop that. Oh, my God. Yes, um, the senator was referring to an August incident in which police removed a man from a Birmingham, Michigan school board meeting about a student mask mandate after he flashed a Nazi salute and chanted, Hell, Hitler. Jesus Christ. It's a chaos. Oh, in that same meeting... It said, unruly anti-maskers booed, hurled insults at the board members and speakers, including a high school student. Oh, remember that one? Who spoke in favor of face coverings and um, also shared a story about his aunt who had passed away from COVID and was laughed at. Oh, boy. The anti-maskers spewed falsehoods about COVID-19, telling board members that masks are dangerous and that children aren't at risk of spreading the, the virus in spite of a plethora of evidence to the contrary. Several parents said they're removing their children from school because of the mandate. Goodbye. Right? Good. That's what you should do. Take them and get off the grid. Get the Jesus Christ. Parents packed two rooms at the school and dozens were not wearing masks. Oh, look at this. While a black woman and a Jewish woman were addressing the board about their support of the mask policy, a man in the audience flashed a Nazi salute and started chanting, Hail Hitler. 
And then two men behind him also started uttering the phrase, well, that sounds like a normal way to behave. Doesn't it, Ted Cruz? We're going to listen to him. Let me ask you something, General Garland. In the letter, which you told this abusive memo targeting parents. This is abusive, right? How yeah. many incidents are cited in that memo? I have to look. How many of them were violent? Do you know? I don't know. You don't know. And there's a reason you don't know. Because you didn't care, and nobody in your office cared to find Aww. out. I did a quick count just sitting here. Care. During this hearing, I counted 20 incidents. Nobody cited. cares. Of the 20, 15 on their face are nonviolent. They involve things like insults. They involve a non- Oh, yes. It's just something like an insult. But those constituents who followed cinema into a public bathroom, they... That is, that's too much. Salute. That's one of the examples. My God, a parent did a Nazi salute at a school board because he thought the, the, the policies were oppressive. General Garland is doing a Nazi salute at an elected official. Is that protected by the First Amendment? Yes, it is. Okay. Oh, my God. What a clown show. Is this real life, everyone? Are we really living in this country where an asshole like Ted Cruz pounds the table? My God! Is a, no, doing a Nazi salute protect? We all knew that, asshole, but there's a difference between somebody just going, Zig Hale, and harassment. You know, it's like we know it when we see it. I'm sure you would know it if we started harassing you. But these Republicans, they're such snowflakes. Black Lives Matter, people can't just walk past somebody's home. They got to run out with assault weapons. They're such snowflakes. They're afraid. So scared. Because of the tyranny Everyone's picking on them. Like Kyle Rittenhouse, just a young man who crossed state lines to commit a murder because he was scared, okay? A white man being scared, is that a crime? Now in America. Oh my God. All right, guys, 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 really. We have so much work to do. Yeah, we do. We do. But, yeah, we're on the right side of history. Thank you so much for hanging out. We're on the right side of decency, dignity, and democracy. I want to thank you again for your super chats. Thank you, Richard W. and Jim and Matt and JD. Thank you for your super chats tonight and for all your patronage and support all the time. Thank you, everyone, for hanging out, for keeping me sane somewhat, for giving me hope. Oh, my God, a Nazi salute. Wow. Somebody, well, let's just do that to him then. I don't know, whatever. No, let's not. 
All right, guys, 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 guys. Remember, my name is Tara Devlin. Become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. Share the show with your friends and uh, keep coming back. It works if you work it. So work it. You're worth it. And we will see each other on Saturday night. See you soon.